fear. Ha 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 fear. What are you afraid of? 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 Fear. What is your fear? Um, a lot of things come up in my in my feed about fear. And it's weird because both sides are accusing the other side of being afraid. <laughs> the left is going, what are you afraid of? What do you need a gun for? You know? And the right is all, what are you afraid of? The world's not going to end. You're afraid of a melting ice cap. What are you afraid of? Everybody is saying, what are you afraid of? You're just fr- afraid. You know? We're surrounded by Nazis. Hmm. Sounds like you're afraid of Nazis. White supremacists. Sounds like you're afraid of white supremacy. Are you? You know? The world's going to end in 11 years if we don't do something. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Somebody said that 20 years ago. Didn't end. Said it 100 years ago. Didn't end. They said it 1,000 years ago. It didn't end. You know? Fear. It's all over the place. It's a fun little, um, fun little element of humanity, you know. When you're alive, fear is part of your existence, you know. It's fun when people try to highlight fear as if it's your only driving thing. And it might be one of the primary things for all people, maybe left and right. But let's uh, let's break it down. What what when I when I think of fear, when, when I'm afraid of something, if something triggers my fear response, um, depending on how imminent the thing is, like if there's a bear <laughs> rushing towards you, you don't have a lot of time to think about how to deal with the bear. You're you're mostly in uh, fight or fight or flight mode at that point, right? But if you are afraid of bears or have a rational fear of bears before you go into the woods, you've made a prep you've made preparations for this said encounter, you know? You've maybe read something about what to do and what not to do. You might have come equipped with a, a rifle or some bear spray or and some knowledge about raising your arms and getting it to go away standing your ground. There's a lot of different attitudes about bears. I'm not a pro on bears, but uh, if you have a healthy healthy fear of bears, you probably stand a better chance of surviving a bear attack than if you have absolutely no fear of bears, which would perhaps make you crawl into a bear's den (laughs) to to, uh, snuggle with it. You know, that non-fear of bears. In fact, there's a, what's that wonderful Warner, Werner Herzog movie about the the guy who has no fear of bears and ends up getting killed by a bear. <laughs> you know, fear is uh, very useful. It's you, we might we might even think that it is our it is what drives our survival. You know. Fear of cars makes us drive safely. 
fear of death. I think death is the big fear. That's the one that keeps us all alive. I mean, there are people who maybe, maybe, we get, we don't know what's in their brains, but we, there are people that maybe don't fear death to such a degree that they just go seek it out. I mean, we know, we've heard about, you see, um, many terrorists that are seemingly trained to be um, excited about entering the other world or the post-world with a pat on the back and a free ticket to Disneyland and 72 Virgins, etc. And of course, that's not just that religion, but there are people like even in my own family, who claim to not have a fear of death. You know, this uh, religions like to teach about um, the afterworld and heaven, mostly, I think, to quell the fear of death, you know. But I don't think it ever goes away. Otherwise, you'd just see people going, huh, that sounds pretty nice. Heaven sounds great. Where's it gone? I'll blow my brains out and get there really fast. Oh, but you can't get into heaven if you blow your brains out. But I thought you said Jesus was all forgiving. Uh, well, to a point. <laughs> Fear. You know, how do you manage it? If somebody calls you afraid, let's just, let, okay, so let's just go down into different kinds of fear, right? There's fear of things you can control and fear of things that you can't control. Um, so where to focus energy? Environmental things like the weather, natural disasters. Ugh. God, I remember as a kid. You want to talk about fear? Gosh, I, I was raised by Armageddonists uh, and a government who was in a Cold War with the Soviet Union. Do you remember this? I'm old. You youngsters might not remember this. Well, you'll have a different version. But we used to watch movies, literally, at school, of natural disasters, hurricanes, this and that. And then we'd do bomb drills where if the... Uh, we had nuclear fallout shelters in our school. We'd have to go... F uh, we knew where they were, but mostly... Here, the, the drills we would do is just getting under our desk. <laughs> These flimsy little desks, you know, because that's going to protect us from a nuclear blast. Uh, falling, a, fall, a school falling on our head. The desk is going to save us. You know? But I remember thinking, oh God, I would stay up. Mostly though, that was at school. That was shitty. I hated that. Um, but mostly I was in fear of the, of the last days. Oh, the final days before Jesus returns. The na the weeping, the wailing, the gnashing of teeth. My God, you want a scary story about the end of times? Go to church. You will get the scariest goddamn stories. And I used to lay awake in bed at night just afraid of that shit, you know? Jesus is going to return, but man, is it going to get bad before before he comes back, you know? Nightmares. I was afraid of the devil, too. Oh, stories you'd hear about the devil. 
cunning, evil person that would, you know, it would just send chills up my spine. You know, it's designed to do so. Somebody wrote a scary story to scare me. But why? Why would they do that? Why would somebody who loves you try to scare you? Well, they want me to conform to a set of rules. You know, they want my behavior to fall in line with, they go, well, here's the fear. Now, do this, this, and this, and that won't happen. Here's how to keep Satan out of your life. Okay, what is it? Give me the list again. What do I got to do? Well, there's just ten commandments. Ten? Are you sure there's only ten? Well, there's a lot more. There's a bunch of sub-commandments. And there's a whole there's a whole thing of other things. But the, the, the basic ten, okay, I'll read them. <laughs> That's how to keep Satan out of my life. I'll do the best I can. And now environmentalists are using the exact same tactics about global warming. It's just like, the world's going to die. It's going gonna, it's gonna to catch on fire. Well, what do you want me to do? Uh, give me a list of things, please. Well, you can't use plastic straws. Okay, I'm done with plastic straws. And you got to sort your garbage uh, into three separate bins. Okay, I'll sort it. Make sure the plastic goes in the blue one. Don't put the blue plastic in the brown one. I won't, I promise. Just, just don't make the world end. <laughs> New Commandments, brought to you by Global Warming. Submit. Or die. <laughs> fear, man. Yeah, so that was a lot of fear in my life. My early childhood. You probably had it too. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't have any fear in your life. That's kind of weird, though. I see most animals have fear. Everybody's got fear. Oh, oh shit. What's going on? Oh, well, hey, who are you? Where are you going? What do you want from me? Huh? But how, how do we recognize when people are trying to stoke those fears in us for their benefit and when they're trying to stoke fear in us for our benefit? You know, how do you, how do you recognize the two? Well, if somebody says, this is scary, give me money, I'll handle it. Oh, your benefit. So, the world is going to end, but in order to stave that off, I change my behavior, give you the responsibility with money and power and authority, and then you handle it for me. Right? We're going to tax things. We're going to put green, green energy. You know? Okay, so... You're going to take control of this. I, I give up my liberty and my freedom for, and then you get to run with anything and you get to call all the shots. Because if, if, if I don't comply, the world is going to burn up uh, in some places and get too cold and watery in other places. Regardless, some people are going to be on fire, other people are going to be drowning. <laughs> Take your pick. Which do you want to? Do you want to die in a fire? Or do you want to drown? There's only two options. Well, you can freeze to death too. 
but only in the desert. There's no more no more freezing allowed on the po- on the poles because those are going to be melting and catching on fire. Oh, okay, and you're going to take care of that. What what's your resume? Have you taken care of other things? Have you staved off any other disasters? Well, no, not not, not well, sort of yes because uh, actually. Uh, if it wasn't for me, um, the world would have ended already like 12 years ago. And it's because of us, and I put some, specifically me, I put solar panels on my roof. And so there's a large chance that uh, the world hasn't ended because of that. Oh, okay. So, so you're qualified. You're good at saving the world. Yeah. Yeah. We just need a green tax. We need climate justice. Climate justice. Oh, because the climate, a tornado, it unjustly um, picks out uh, black people, Mexican people, instead of white people. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Climate justice. Yeah, because brown people will burn to death. And then uh, who's going to... Now, who's going to drown and who's going to burn? You know. It's a ridiculous conversation. In other words, nothing. there's nothing you can do. Well, you can ban your plastic straws and you can do these other certain things. Little tiny things that don't have anything to do with the bigger picture. It's If you just really look at it all, no matter if the science is good or not, it doesn't matter. The solutions they're proposing is that you just got to give up your uh, freedom to accomplish the ends. You know? That's... That's one version of stoking fear. Here's another version of stoking fear. Hey, there's some people out there that don't like you. There's criminals out there. You know, the government might... The governments have been known to kill their people. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. That's another thing that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I did read about uh, Mao Zedong. I read about Stalin. I read about Hitler. I read about... um, uh, Genghis Khan, I read about Pol Pot, I read about a whole host of uh, tyrants who literally killed millions of people. Rational fear. Um, but what do you want me to do about it? Well, here's the deal. Buy a few guns. Protect yourself. You know? Stockpile some. You know, they're, they're cool anyway. It's technology. I mean, you're buying motorcycles, right? You're buying gadgets. Hell, you're buying a computer. You even buy... Look at you. You ordered like four sets of pajamas last week on Amazon. How about just ordering a pistol? It's a beautiful little tool, you know, that has this wonderful benefit that um, it triggers fear in politicians that want to take control of your life it works to remind them of fear keeps them having a healthy fear over their constituents you you want your politicians to be afraid of you at least a little bit rationally you know and how do you keep that in check well you just keep a bunch of uh, these wonderful little Items laying around all over the country, decentralized here and there. 300 million, 400 million, nobody knows what's the count. It's a great way to keep the politicians a little bit of afraid. You know, you want them to be afraid. There's healthy fear. It's good that I fear 
my neighbor's just enough. Now, if it goes into a point where I'm hiding in my bedroom and I don't want to go out and I don't want to see them because I think they're going to kill me, well, maybe you've gone too far. Maybe we can coax you out of that fear just a little bit. You know, that's the thing is when you find a fear, and this isn't stuff that my dad taught me, by the way, but he was, he is a shrink. But this is just all stuff that you think about. If you think through a fear, the idea is like, what is the fear? Where is it derived? Is it rational or is it irrational? And what can I do? What actions can I take in my life to deal with the fear? You know, preparedness, it's Boy Scout shit. This is Boy Scout stuff. You be prepared. You figure out what the fear is, and then you prepare for it. But, you know, whether you're on one side or the other of any given scary issue, uh, the people on the other side of it will probably mock your fear, which is a very, I mean, my last podcast was about ridicule and ridicule is just an interesting thing that gets employed i think it gets employed because of denial a lot of times i think uh um it's uh employed to just gain power you know but it's ridicule might also be based in fear might be uh evidence of a denial of fear you know that guy he's afraid of the government (laughs) What an idiot. Doesn't he know the government has drones and nukes? This little gun ain't gonna stand a chance against the government. Idiot. Oh, okay. So you... So this guy you're making fun of, he's actually taking an action to protect himself and him and his family. You know? You think it's ignorant and futile. But you also share the fear, but you've just, um, you've given into it? You've surrendered? Is that what it is? Why? Because you trust them? You know? Like all these dead people trusted their um, leaders who killed them. See, there you go. You're just stoking fear. No, I'm actually re- I'm actually giving you events that have happened in history. These are things that actually happened, you know. The article yesterday was about the guy who wrote a fictional story about what would happen with red flag laws, where, you know, the SWAT comes out to his house, and there's a gunfight, and a bunch of people die because somebody escalated a problem because they were afraid that a guy would use a gun in the future in a wrong way, so they thought, we need to escalate this problem and take it away. You know? Fear. You're an idiot, man. But then anyway, so somebody commented on that article, and they were saying, you're so stupid, man. Holy hell, you guys are fucking, what are you, some kind of pussy, some kind of pansy, you gotta have a bunch of guns, do you know, the government has drones. You know? Meanwhile, the next, very next link is a story of a guy who was actually killed from a red flag law. They went, one, Aunt Mary didn't like Uncle Bob, and Aunt Mary called the cops and said, I don't know, Uncle Bob's acting weird. I don't think you should have a gun. Meanwhile, Uncle Charlie says, 
Bob's fine. What are you talking about? But Aunt Mary call, makes the call. SWAT team comes out. They're on trigger edge. Um, Bob answers the door with his gun, as he's allowed to do. You can have your gun in your house. Um, fight ensues. Bob's shot in the head. He's dead. For real. It's not fiction. He's actually dead. And his whole family, his aunt that called, his regrets calling, you know, but he's dead. There was an unnecessary escalation there. How about this? Leave Bob the fuck alone. Bob wasn't hurting anybody in his house. And you're imagining a future event? That's not a reason to... Your imagination is not a reason to escalate and push an issue until it becomes violent. These red flag laws are absolutely stupid. And what are they rooted in? Fear. Fear. I don't know. Uncle Bob, he might be a school shooter. Yeah, he might be, but mathematically the chances are very, very low. This is a gamble, you know? And if you really are concerned about Bob, don't call a bunch of guys with... If you're concerned that Bob has a problem with authority and a, a problem with guns, uh, don't push the issue by calling a bunch of guns, people. Maybe call your church, you know? Maybe call a, a counselor. Maybe call Mary Ann. Maybe call, maybe call a hippie with some crystals and some healing, you know? Somebody who can be calm, you know? Don't fucking call a bunch of guys with guns. What are you, an idiot? Waco. Remember Waco? That didn't need to happen. Didn't need to happen at all. Janet Reno was afraid that these guys were stockpiling weapons, and they were. And so what did she do? She proved them right. They were afraid of the government. And so she gave... It's like when parents go, um... What are you crying about? I'll give you a reason to cry. And then they smack their kid for crying. And then it just exacerbates that fear. It legitimizes it. You know? Waco is a perfectly good example. We're afraid of the government. We want to live our own lives. Leave us alone. Well, that's not allowed. Give us your guns. Well, no. We're using them to protect from you. Well, you have to. Well, we don't want to. Well, you have to. Well, we don't want to. Well, you have to. Well, we don't want to. Well, fine. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Bang, bang, bang. Light, your, light, the whole, light the whole building on fire. Kill everybody. But it's irrational to be afraid of your government. <laughs> it's, it's irrational. You collecting guns. You know? Fear. It's a manageable thing. You can manage your fears. It's not about eliminating your fears. Because that's like eliminating your whole survival instinct. You don't need or want to eliminate all your fears. What you want to do is understand what they are, recognize them, and rationally prepare to deal with them. Prepare for the bear. You know, there's a lot of ways to prepare for a bear. And the best one is probably a gun. Or, I mean, the best one is avoid the bear, but come on. What? You gotta leave the whole leave the whole wilderness to the bear? What the fuck makes him so special? If you wanna hike up a mountain, you can hike up a mountain too. Bear needs to steer clear. You know? Anyway, 
Have I covered anything important here? You know, fear. Have we learned anything really? Um, let's just review. Fear is neither healthy nor unhealthy by its very existence. It is one of the many elements of being a human being. And it is useful in so much as you make it useful. Well, okay, now that's, I think that's wrong. I think I'm giving you too much power. Because fear is so background, it's so ingrained in our, um, in our lizard brain that it's probably going to be helpful to you whether you want it to or not. Fear is probably helping you survive way more than you know. You know, so maybe a little gratitude for your fear would be nice. You know, maybe send fear uh, uh, a Christmas card this year. Dear fear, thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for stopping me at the edge of the road and helping me look both ways. You know, thank you for um, inspiring me to be prepared in my life. And not just for me, but for my family and my friends too. Thank you, fear. I don't know what you'd buy fear for a present. Probably a picture of a monster. You know, a Christmas car with a monster on it. Or maybe not. Maybe fear would want a nice little... A, a joke, you know, like a, a bunny rabbit. Maybe with its guts spilling out. I don't know. I don't know what you'd buy fear. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, that's what, I think that's what we're coming up with, right? Analyze your fear. Become pals with it. Don't fear your fear like Kennedy. Was it Kennedy? No, who said that? The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Probably a wise quote if you break it down. Because, yeah, if you let fear take control of you rather than working in partnership with fear, you know, fear is your partner. It's your buddy. Hold hands with it. Get to know it. Look it directly in the eyes. And that's where we get what? Courage. Bravery. When we become friends with our fears or understand them, I don't even know what kind of relationship that is. You Are you a friend with your fear or are you just a co cohabitant? You're roommates with your fear, you know? Casual acquaintances, colleague. Make a colleague out of your fear. A respected colleague, you know? Trust and verify. Trust and verify. You know, your fear. And then you can have courage. Courage is a great one. And we'll leave that for a different podcast. Thanks for listening.